Hello, hello. Thanks for listening to Guidance Counselor 2.0. Listen, I want to give you a quick rundown of what this podcast is and what you're about to get into as you listen to these episodes. We had guidance counselors in middle school. We had guidance counselors in high school, but we didn't really have guidance counselors in college. And now as professionals, we don't really have anybody to turn to, to ask a quick question, to learn something about the job search or to navigate your career. And so that is what I want this podcast to be for you. I want it, for it to be a tool for you to navigate the job search and your career. So that being said, I hope you enjoy this episode. And if you need to reach me, Taylor at Vaco, V-A-C-O.com is how to get in touch with me, old fashioned email, social media at T-D-E-S-S-E-Y-N. T-D-E-S-S-E-Y-N. And finally, please rate and review this in the app store because I want this to be discoverable for others so they can navigate their careers. Hope you enjoy the episode. Jose, give the people who, what they want. Who are you? Talk about South Carolina, your thing there, and then, and then, and then we'll dive in. Sweet. Well, Taylor, I'm just, I'm just pumped to be in here. I've been kind of like, a, we both went to South Carolina, graduated yeah. 2011. Um, been watching you from afar, from the LinkedIn realm and the videos. So I'm just, I'm just happy to be here and be a part of the I'm show. Happy to be here, buddy. Uh, born and raised in Miami, went to school in South Carolina, lucky enough to uh, be there on a baseball scholarship, ended up winning uh, two national championships while I was there. Were uh, you, well, fun fact, Jose, he won't say this, uh, he was a rock star. Also, last 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 uh, NCAA championship at the old Blatt or, or the old arena in Omaha, and then the first national champion in the new stadium, right? That's right. We closed out Rosenblatt, which right, was, Rosenblatt. That's it. Uh, I think, been there for, for 60 years, I think. Yep. And they built a new stadium. So as as actually our rings say, it's last at Blatt as the first ring. And the second oh, one cool. says, uh, I think, opening up. It's just basically, yeah, we shut one down and opened up the other. Who is, now, 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 real quick, who, who did y'all beat the last national championship at Blatt? So 2010, yeah, UCLA, um, we won, we beat them 2010 and 2011, we beat the University of Florida. Ha! Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Florida. Uh, that that's, fun. The, that's the last time we beat them. Anyways, um, all right, cool. So, uh, Jose, tell, tell people what you do now, like you're now. Like as an adult, that's yeah, a good like point. like as an adult. Uh, <laughs> so, um, I'm in recruiting. I'm a regional talent acquisition manager for Slalom Consulting. Um, so, I support uh, Slalom's a company with over 40 offices across the United States and across the globe. Um, I help support and lead our Southeast region, um, mm-hmm. which includes six different cities, including Nashville. So just excited to be here. I love it. I love it. So um, I have not had a guest on the show that's another recruiter. Um, and that's one of the initiatives I want to do because I think there is there is a difference between what I do and what Jose does. And so what I want to do is, is I want to break down a little high level but also Jose is, has held both roles. So I want Jose to break it down now. What's an agency recruiter and what's an internal recruiter and how should a job seeker be mindful when approaching both? So we'll kick it off with this question. That's a, that's a good question. To your point, I was in the agency side for seven years, seven and a half years, moved over into corporate in February. Um, and I think that so, some of the biggest differences from a job seeker perspective is the relationship with, with the client, right? Yeah. So when you're with an agency, you know, it really depends on the company and the recruiter that you're working with to talk about what the, the relationship is with that client. You could be one of 40 companies, right, that are attacking a position and you're one of 100 candidates, 
or you can be in a relationship with an agency that has a one-on-one -on -one connection, right? With the manager and it's exclusively for that company and there's that relationship. So I think as a job seeker, the biggest thing there is understanding like, all right, what's the actual relationship that, mm -hmm. the, that the, the, the agency has with the company so that you can kind of see how much of an influence the agency actually has in presenting you and helping you get that offer. Um, I love that. I love that. So, so then talk to me about um, what should, I guess, so what are some key indicators that job seekers should have in mind when dealing with an agency and a um, internal recruiter, you could say? So do we want to talk about agency first or internal? Uh, let's, so let's do internal first. So the, what I would say is the, one of the biggest things that I always tell everyone, especially when dealing with internal recruiters is they're the gatekeepers. Like we're the gatekeepers in all this. Like we're, we're step one in this probably, unfortunately way too long of a process, right. To, to get you hired. Um, so every conversation, take it seriously. Mm. Um, take it, you know, you know, my goal is to always, you know, calm down the conversation and make it relational. But at the same time, it, it is an interview. Yeah. Um, you know, even though the the, the recruiter from a from an internal perspective, like they're not making the hiring decision. If if we don't, if you don't impress the recruiter, you're not going to get to the manager. So just take it super seriously. Understand that we believe our time is valuable. So to make it valuable. Mm. Um, so that's that's one of the things that I would say from an internal perspective is just understand that piece of it. Um, and, and we know that you're overwhelmed. Like that's the hard part, yeah. right? The hard part is Candace right now overwhelmed with a, a ton of recruiters, just like us. We're all sending messages to the same people. So me like, and Jose probably like, are sending the same message <laughs> to the same people to be totally frank. So yeah. And, and like th there is that balance and it, 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 it's great for a candidate, right? Like you're blown up by recruiters right now, but also how do you do that without, I don't want to say pissing off the recruiter, but like, how do we do that while also staying cordial and, and making sure you have a good face? So do you, do you, um, as, as an internal recruiter, do you find, because you've held the agency side. So, so again, I think this is, I'm so glad that, that you're able to, to make it this morning because you have both sides. Cause that's one thing in my career I'm very naive with, right. I've only had the agency side. Do you feel like um, candidates treat an agency recruiter differently than an internal recruiter? Or do you think it's about the same? And if it's not the same, what's kind of your, what you've seen? <clears throat> I would say I've been treated a little bit better <laughs> since going to internal. Um, and I'll tell you why I'll tell you is because like, I'm scheduling the interviews, like I'm speaking with the manager immediately after the call. Yeah. Like, like it's, it's that relationship. And I mean, I guess I could have said I was doing all that right when I was doing agency, right? Sure. Like, oh yeah, I'm talking to the manager here in 20 minutes, but, but like, it's not, it's, not, it's the case. not inferred as much, I would say. On the agency side. On the agency, no, of course yeah. not, right? Like, I think, I think, I think the agency side, I think, is so beautiful, right? Because you're really like you're in this together. I think recruiters and candidates are in the same ecosystem. Like, our job is to hire people, and your job, you want to get a job, right? Yeah. So, like, we're in the same world. Um, so, I, I, that's one of the things I love about recruiting is we're almost like the we're the champions of our candidates, right? Correct. It's like we're Correct. the voices for them internally, um, and from like how we're treated, yeah, internal. If, if you're doing it right, I think that it's easier, it's a little bit easier to build a connection just because, yeah, I'm, I'm asking what your schedule's like and I'm putting it on the manager's schedule and yeah. then I'm being specific. I'm like, oh, I'm debriefing with them, you know, at three o'clock tomorrow. Right. So it's, it's, 
it's just less gray, which in the agency side, you know, we try to try to be as, you know, we try to be as solidified as possible in our conversations, but we can't promise that either. Right. Right. Um, right. So I think that that's something that candidates, whether they know or not, I think they feel. Um, and I think it's been it's been a little bit of a different experience since going internal. I would say that. What do you what do you like to see? So so let's pivot really to the job seekers right now. And again, listen, for those of you all are tuning in right now, you find you have a chance to be able to have like two recruiters on a call where you can ask any questions. So I would say. I would say if you ever had a question about dealing with the recruiter, now is literally the episode to ask. Um, so uh, go ahead and throw up any questions that y'all may have. But Jose, when it comes to some pitfalls that you're seeing with job seekers right now, what are the major things you're seeing or that you saw on the agency side? I'm, I mean, I'm definitely open to hearing both sides. I would say one of the biggest things is if it's on the resume, make sure you can talk about it. Mm. Um, I think there's there's – there's too many recruiters that do keyword searches and like, that's like how they recruit. And um, I think unfortunately that kind of puts a negative stereotype for a lot of recruiters is like, Oh, he has all these things on the resume. He must be great at it. Right. 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 It's good. But when you have a good recruiter on the phone, if I see something on there that I want, that is interesting to me, I'm going to ask you to go into more detail Mm -hmm. and I want to talk about how you did it, why you did it. What was the business challenge? Um, So that's one of the biggest pitfalls I see is, especially with all these emerging technologies, right? Like everything's changing so quickly. So quickly. Um, that I think if it's on the resume, a lot of times I'll ask about it and just, yeah. I'm excited to talk about it and then figure out like, oh, just kidding. Like they didn't yeah. do it. But the rest yep. of experience is just as good. Like yeah. people don't believe that their current experience is good enough to get them a job. And I promise you, like yeah. it mostly is. Would you say, I'm curious too. I mean, typically what I'm, and I've interviewed some engineering leads and they're like, listen, if a resume has got 50% of what we need, we'll talk to them. For those of, for the people who are watching this now or in the future who are <clears throat> insecure about their background, who may not think they have all the skills, um, but they want to jump to a role. I mean, what's, what's some encouragement to them? And you kind of said it, but I kind of want to expound on that a little bit. I would say, yeah, be confident what you've done and what you've done yeah. well. Like yeah. what, what you do well, make sure that shows in your resume and make sure that shows in conversations and then find a company that's going to help you do what you do well mm-hmm. and then help you expand. Right. Mm-hmm. Like I think those companies exist pretty much everywhere is if you can go in somewhere doing one job and then you can expand your skills after that. That's super important. But I think like the little things get on GitHub. And if you want to learn something like build something there with that language that you want to do more of, right? If you're trying to get into cloud or something, if you can afford to get a certification, go do that. If you can't afford it, go on LinkedIn learning. I think it's like 10 bucks. Take a cloud cloud course on LinkedIn. So So do you like to see that? Do you like to see courses on a resume? I love it. I I think that it's- it's, it's, I have different people. Well, but here's the thing. It's for for people like you just said. It's people that have a certain level of experience and they want to move into something else. And I think- I think it's really easy to say, oh, I want to do more cloud work or I want to do more DevOps work or I want to do right. more of this, right? Um, but show me what you've done to learn it. Because yeah. one of the things I've learned is like no one's gonna no one's gonna hand anyone a new skill, right? Like right. everyone is gonna have to go on their own and learn these things. And these things are hard. <laughs> like, like it's not an easy skill to learn. So what have you done to to move yourself in that direction? Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's what I love. Yeah. Put courses on there, put random classes you've taken. If, if that's your goal, put it on there. I'd love to see it. 
Yep, I love that. So we get to some questions. It's the people I want to give some shouts again. Peloton like it's also it's funny you mentioned that Jose because literally I emulate this is a whole another conversation for another day. <laughs> I emulate a lot of my show be off Peloton rides. I do not have a Peloton. That is a concept bike, and I I use the Peloton app. So like the concept rowers is mm-hmm. the bike version. That's like only seventy pounds. I can move it around the house and move it outside. But I literally emulate this show based off a lot of things off Peloton. So it's hilarious. It's hilarious that you brought that up. Um, Yolanda, good morning. Um, Alicia going, let's get ready for some awkward drama. No, no awkward <laughs> drama between me and Jose. I love it. Um, good morning from New York City. Um, I love it. Chris goes, being able to speak to everything on your resume. No more thing I stress with people I train and mentor. Absolutely. I love it. I love it. Um, all right. So Alicia coming in and Alicia is a director of engineering here in Nashville. For those of you who do not know, he is a regular on the show. Alicia, you need to go ahead and use my calendar to book a time because I'm officially booked. Guidance counselor is officially booked through the end of the year. So again, thank you all, all for watching, but Alicia, you might as well please go book something for January. Find yourself a recruiter can be, can be like applying for car insurance. You put yourself out there, and get so many calls. How can the juniors out there find strong recruiters? Jose, I'm going to let you get a crack at this first. That this is an awesome question because I, I think you're mm. right. I tell everyone find a good recruiter, like find a handful of people or two recruiters yep. that you trust that you know. Um, so how do we get there? I think a lot of it's going to come down to the conversations you have. It's like, kissing a lot of frogs, man. Yeah, I mean, you talk to so many people. I can imagine. Like, I wish I was as that. Like, like I wish more people responded to me, right? Like, I wish I got I as many linked messages, yeah. right? Um, but I think some of the things that's important is when when you get on a recruiter, when you get on a phone call with them, are they just talking to you about one job, trying to get you off the phone immediately and mm. just saying, great, I'll talk to you later, I'll figure it out? Or are they asking you, what do you want to do? Does this mm. line up to your expectations? Yeah. Like, it, even on the agency side, like, I remember being like, hey, I have this job, Right. right? This is what the job is. It's a little bit different than what you're doing. Do you even want that job? Mm. Like, like to me, a big part of it is being like a considerate recruiter. And I think the good ones know that it, it's all about fit, right? Yeah. It's like, it's got to be the right fit, not just for the company, not for, and not just for the candidate. It's just, it has to fit. Yeah. Um, so that's one of the things I would say is, are they just trying to get you off the phone? Are they just trying to see if you fit for this one exact job? Or they're trying to be considerate of what you actually want? Yeah. Um, and trying to be that that guide for you. Yeah. Um, that's one of the biggest things I would say. Yeah, I I think too, and and I did record an episode. So if you want to go check out in the podcast, Guidance Counselor 2.0, because I did a I did like a step by step. So if you go to my YouTube, you can see where I like shared my screen. I walk through how to kind of screen out a recruiter. But I think like some so some things I say is like the two and two rule. I made it up. It's not like an actual thing. But typically, most recruiters bounce every two years. And typically, most recruiters are new in the industry. So you want to find somebody who's been in the industry for at least two years and has been at the same company for two years. Um, and so with me, like that's the first thing. And I'd also look at, and it, it's hilarious because I just saw someone like this post so I had an engineering, a senior, was a, he's a senior manager at GitHub, um, Wissam. I don't know how to pronounce his last name, but Wissam and I talked about tonality and messaging in today's world and how important it is to use like GIFs and emojis and exclamation marks and like smiley faces. And, and because, because so much can be inferred through a text message or an email that you need to make sure your tone's there, it's the same thing with recruiters' LinkedIn's or recruiters' messaging and how they communicate to you 
it, it's it's all a vibe and i hate that because it's just totally intangible but like that's one of the things you got to look at that's one of the things you got to look at and, and that's the human side right like yeah. I, I think there's certain people that understand that we are humans right and switching jobs and finding careers is one of the most stressful things that, that someone does in their house, life which is what i'm doing this week right now but yes <laughs> yeah they they say those two things and 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 the death of a relative are the three most yeah. stressful things that happen in life so like let's respect it like yeah. the recruiter has to respect your job search and if they don't that's a good step. Into, I, yeah. I love that two and two rule because you're right. We all know the recruiters that are somewhere for a year, six months, nine months, a year, two years. Like we know those guys exist. I'm not saying that they're not good recruiters because there's sure. many situations, but sure. it's still to your point, the majority, uh, I would agree with you. I, I love agree. that. So another question from John again. Thank you all for all the questions. This was more fun when you ask questions. But again, Jose and I could talk Gamecock athletics for the next <laughs> nine hours if, 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 if we need to. When you're at the end of a contract period and a contract to perm, what are the best ways to move forward looking for a next role? What's the recruiter's view from this, from those sides? Thoughts? I, I, I don't – if someone took a contract to me, it's a contract, right? It's like, yeah. um, I don't think it's a, what are the best ways to look forward when you look for a new yeah. role? So, um, so he said, how do I address the contract role on LinkedIn and resume? So I, yeah. I like there, there's some resumes I see like the, the top bullet point under your company has like what it was. Was it a direct hire? Was it a contract hire? Was it a contract? And then why? And it's just a quick blurb, right? Uh, contract role came to an end because of funding. I like that. I don't know if you had thoughts. Yeah, I, I like the story. I think that's a good point. Yeah, it's like was hired to complete a yes. uh, modernization project in six months, got it completed, period. So just a story there to tell me why. I, like um, I actually really like you just putting contract on the job title. Like, yeah, when you like, like a dash contract. contract or parentheses or something. Yeah, put that on there. It lets me know that you're on a contract. I mean, once again, we're humans and I think it makes sense that contracts end right? Like, unfortunately yep. contracts end and it's out of a lot of ours control. So to me, I think there's nothing wrong with putting that and then just putting a quick story. Yep. Like, Hey, here's what happened. Here's what I was hired to do. And I did it. I love that. Um, also too, I want to break this down a little bit more, John, if you're, if you're, um, if you're on a contract role on a contract to hire position, right? I don't want to glance over this, right? Cause he's saying, you're on the contract period of a contract to perm, which means for us a contract to hire. Here's what I would do. If it's a six-month contract to hire, about three months in, everybody knows. Everybody knows. Everybody knows. And so my thing is, is I think we need to, you need to start really digging into the recruiter. If you're working through a recruiter, go through the recruiter. Right. So I want to talk about these lines of communication. If you're working like with Jose on all those, like communicate with him. If you're on a contract to hire with an agency recruiter like me, communicate with me. But I think you need to be start having those conversations early and often. Thoughts on that? Absolutely. I think it comes down to communication yep. um, because you'll start the conversation. You don't just get flipped to perm in a day. Right. Like, it doesn't happen. It takes a while, unfortunately, right? With with a lot of these larger companies, especially. So you need to be pinging your recruiter and just like, hey, where are we going? Have you had conversations with your leader? Like, 
Like I would tell them, hey, ask your boss, but also we're going to be behind the scenes asking, hey, when are we getting converting this person? Mm-hmm. Um, yep. and, and I think that goes back to being have, having a good recruiter, though, yep. because some recruiting companies are going to be like, you know what? Let's turn the six month contract into a 12 month contract. How do it, we do listen, that? Listen, it happens. It happens. Yeah. And, and, and that's sometimes out of our control. But go ahead. Sorry. No, no. But I think that's where the recruiter trust does come in because yeah. you're right. It does happen. Yeah. Like there's no question about it. Like the the managers are going to be the one that really decide when you go permanent. We can influence it one way or the other in sure. certain times. So it's sure. just, are we advocating for you? Um, and then, by the way, I, I see on here, uh, the context is if we don't want to accept the perm offer, what do you do? Um, and I think that just to kind of speak to that one. I was saying you're jumping ahead, but oh, I love I'm it. sorry. I love I'm it. sorry. I love, it. I love it. Go ahead. It was John, so I just yeah, saw him post right. again. Right. Uh, but all I was gonna say about that one is I'm a full believer that a contract to hire is is a try on both ends. Like yeah, oh like I, listen, <laughs> listen, contract to hire is not for everybody. It's yeah. not, but I think it solves a lot of problems that hiring managers and companies have and interviewers have. Yep. So great. I listen. We're going to hit a vein here. You go over contract hire because I'm sick and tired of talking about contract hire. And I know these people are sick and tired. Talk about the pros and cons. Obviously, we know the cons. Talk about the pros that you like with contract hire, especially now that you've seen both 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 sides of it. But, but let's answer John's questions first r- real fast. So real quick about not accepting a perm offer. Once again, I think it just comes down to uh, having open communication like we talked about. Talk to your recruiter. Yep. Um, and if it, you know, the re- Unfortunately, that recruiter is probably not going to try to place you at a different client. Um, so that's something to keep in mind yeah. that if, you know, unfortunately, the odds of a recruiter being like, OK, you don't want to go perm. Let me place you somewhere else. Keep that in mind. I don't think they can do like most companies are like not allowed to do if, it. If it is if it is not a fit and you are on a contract, we can. Mm-hmm. But if you if you go direct in 30 days later, we cannot. Yeah. Which happens a lot. But I, I definitely think that, you know, that's that's a little bit of a touchy subject, right? If you don't want to go perm, but understand that it's it's your career. Like if it doesn't fit, it doesn't fit. Don't feel like you have to go permanent. Don't feel like if Correct. it's not a, like it's a better move to say, hey, just kidding. You know, I don't think this is the right fit for me um, versus taking the permanent job and leaving a month later. Um, yep. So that's what I would say. Just have that open communication is important. All right. So let's break down contract to hire. Right. So I think, again, this isn't I'm, we're, I'm coming into this conversation, this part, as it's not the end all be all. But talk about, Jose, talk about the pros and cons that, that you've seen in your career. Contract to hire. I think the first important piece is, is it a real contract to hire? I think where contract to hire gets a really bad rep is some newer recruiters right. say, oh, this is a six month contract to hire. When the manager that they're dealing with is saying, well, it's a contract, could get extended, we, we could go a, permanent. I, have you ever used the term right to hire? Because we no, haven't. You haven't? I've never heard that. Yeah. So so we use contract to hire and right to hire, <clears throat> which actually saying that out loud just sounds ridiculous. So, so right to hire <clears throat> is, hey, listen, they ideally want this position to go full time, but there's a lot of hoops they have to jump through. It's not approved yet. They're going to have to go get approval. It's probably going to delay. Um, you, you know, they want to make sure you like it too. It's a little bit more loosey goosey. And I actually tell my candidates that I go, Hey, listen, like this is the right to hire. Here's what that is. 
contract to hire is like, hey, like literally we have, there's one software engineering team in Nashville that we've staffed up their entire IT organization contract to hire. And it's like six months to a T contract to hire. Yeah. And, and that's the important part, right? I think, I think those are the questions you ask because a, a good contract to hire that is like truly a contract to hire, I think is a great fit for candidates and for employers, because it does give you that chance to prove yourself. There is budget. And, and unfortunately, or fortunately, like that's the contract that they might have with the vendor, like the one that's helping you out and the recruiter that's helping you out. Like this is the easiest way for you to get onboarded. Like, do you want a job in two weeks or do you want to potentially take a longer process to maybe go per? I mean, it takes, I've half. seen companies yeah. take three months to onboard people. It's, it's certain companies are a disaster right now. This disaster. Yeah. It is bad. And, and the manager may not have headcount yet to go permanent, but they have headcount to go contract. Like there is that. And I think it just comes down to like, what's the intention of the role? I think once again, yeah. I think it comes down to that recruiting conversation and the, the respect, not respect, um, but the trust that you have in the recruiter, um, which is, all right, let's talk about this. Yeah. Is to your, I love that right to hire a contract to hire. Cause that, that does yeah. put a difference into can you possibly go perm or is it, oh no, like we're talking to you about projects that they're going to get done in a year. Yeah. Okay, cool. We know what the goal is here. And that's, and that's where too, I, so uh, shameless self plug my website, tailoredesson.com, the free guides. I have 10 questions to stump a recruiter for a reason because <clears throat> not many individuals ask. So two things, not many individuals ask intentional questions about a contract to hire, which gets you in trouble. Right. That's why I say, hey, how many people have you placed with this manager contract to hire? Yep. You know, um, is this position budgetarily approved to go full time after six months? Right. Things you have to ask a recruiter to educate yourself on contract to hire. But I'll also tell you this. Um, what was I going to say? From a contract to hire perspective, um, oh, I just totally lost my train of thought. It was going to be good, too. Um, you really need to. <laughs> um, oh, why did I forget it? Oh, um, nope. I just totally lost. I just totally lost my train of thought. That doesn't happen that often. <clears throat> it's all good. Thoughts on contract to hire? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. no. Why. What I'm saying is, you bring up great points. Like all these things that you're saying. <laughs> like if I can like like something. Like I feel like I'm yeah, on like, Teams chat and I can like put like, like and claps and stuff. I would be just like nonstop. Yeah. Doing that right now because you're right. I think. The great question is, yeah, how many times have you done this? Like, right. have you worked with this client before? And how many have gone contract to hire? Oh, um, oh, oh, I got perfect. it. I got it. <laughs> Thank you. Know your worth. So here's what I mean by that. It's too many times people jump into contract to hire and they think, oh, I'm just going to take my salary and divide by two. And that's my hourly rate. And wrong. Wrong. <clears throat> what you need to do. <laughs> I, I, I love this. Let it slide and come back naturally. I love it. Um what you need to do is you need to take into account your PTO. You take into account your HSA or whatever contributions, 401k match, um, all that. And you have to come up with a growth, like a, like a total lump sum and then divide it by 2,080 hours. That's how many hours a typical human being works. That's 40 hours a week. That is how you come up with this math. What Typically, if you're like, Taylor, that sounds like a lot. Can you just tell me a number? Typically, divide your salary by two and then add $15 an hour. 10 to 15. 15's top end. 10 is kind of covering. That's what I've seen in terms of like two or three weeks PTO, HSA, 401k matches around 10 to $15 an hour on top of whatever your salary is divided by two. 
I've never heard of that math. That's good stuff. Yeah. I mean, I yeah. think that that aligns up in a lot of different ways. I think uh, to that I point, know some, your worth. Yeah. Well, and also like not just know your worth, but understand that during the holiday season, your your paychecks are going to be lower. Um, so be prepared for that. Yeah. And make sure that to your point of knowing your worth, that you're making up for it right. in the other kind of months of the year. Um, right. Because if you're not making up for it and knowing your worth for every hour you work. Come December, those yep. paychecks you're you're not prepared for it because you didn't provide the right rate up front. Exactly. And now you're 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 in a place like, oh snap, I, I just it's not where I want to be. So yeah. absolutely. I love I love that. I love your equations, man. I love all this. I love it. <laughs> um, so uh all right. So as we wrap up here, because again, I try to keep this 30 minutes. Um, but uh Jose, what what are some some last kind of parting words of wisdom? I always give guests last little chance to kind of talk about whatever they want to talk about, whether it's the hiring manager side, whether it's the job seeker side, maybe some, some things you're seeing pitfalls right now. What, what are just some last encouraging words you have for some individuals right now? I would say that, uh, thank you. First of all, for taking our messages and yeah. talking to us. Yeah. I always like to say please that. Talking to us. Please stop. Please continue. Um, no, but I think, the knowing your worth is great. I think it's be confident in yourself. I think you know, tell, I always tell people like your experience is good enough. I mm. promise mm. Be, be confident. And when you have these conversations, continue to learn, continue to evolve. I think mm. um, what I'm always gets me excited talking to people is not what they've done, but what they want to do. Like that excites me. Right. Um, so be confident who you are, be confident what you've done. I promise it's good enough. Um, ask for help and ask the right questions. Like please continue to ask questions and understand that, um, you know, it's your career. I know a lot of times you're like, oh, should I leave this job? Should I not? Or I don't know what I should do. It's like, you're going to get pressure. Unfortunately, when you're talking with recruiters, you know, a lot of our paychecks are determined on you taking the jobs, right? Yeah. So understand that that's the, the stress of the recruiter, I guess, but understand it's your career and understand that like you're making the best decision for you and your family um, and whoever else you're supporting. So keep that in mind in these decisions because you're going to get pushed from every angle. So just be confident in your worth, be confident in who you are, and um, just know that uh, you know, you're doing this for, for you and your family. And it's not based on the, the recruiter who's th threatening to pull a job from you or yeah. the, like, it's just, it's a crazy world right now. So just continue to, to be yourself and, and trust that you'll do just fine. I love that. I love that. Well, y'all, thank you again uh, for tuning in to Guidance Counselor 2.0 this morning um, with Jose. Jose, thanks again. Uh, stay on real quick afterwards so we can chit chat a little bit more about South Carolina things. Um, so uh, as some housekeeping items, as always, uh, feel free to text me, 615-235-5650, that number right there. For my texting community, uh, I text you when I go live with guests, like Jose, um, and then also uh, just a practical job tip or trick um to apply to your career immediately um also my website tailoredesson.com go check that out a bunch of free resources for hiring managers and job seekers like i do have some hiring manager stuff on there so again thank y'all for tuning in this morning guidance counselor 2.0 jose thank you thanks for having me man i'm excited was, this was pumped this is great you're 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 a rock star and uh, y'all go connect with jose he's a great follow and uh, i'll see y'all tomorrow morning 9 30 a.m central i have a vp of engineering on the show he is in nashville but he is leading development teams out of phoenix so that's gonna be a good one ben henderson is his name i've known him for a very long time one of the good ones so y'all tune in 9 30 a.m central tomorrow morning and we'll see y'all thanks y'all have a good one see ya hey you did it you listened to an entire episode and i am very grateful because you know why there's a lot of podcasts out there 
There's a lot of episodes and I myself rarely finish an entire episode. So I appreciate you so, so much for listening. Quick reminder, please rate and review this podcast in the app store. I want this to be discoverable to others. And the only way that happens is if you take the time right now and rate and review it, please like right now, unless you're driving, then don't do it. So thank you again. If you need to reach out to me, taylor at vaco.com or at tdeson on all social media handles. And I hope you have a fantastic day.